Entrepreneurs, how are you guys doing today? I am doing all right. I hope your weekend was good and everything is well and you're enjoying your um, summer and all those good things like that. Today, we are going to talk about how small businesses can survive the post-pandemic economy. So, like, for the last um, two years, it has been extremely difficult for small businesses. So, the good news is that it's made many entrepreneurs smarter, stronger, and more adaptable. So, the bad news, though, is that Difficult times are just getting started. So surviving and thriving in the coming years will require entrepreneurs to gem- demonstrate great and, uh, and an ability to adapt quickly and implement the right strategies. So in today's society, we are facing some new times that we've never been through and now is the time to come together and join as a union to help one another, right? So let's just go through some things today that can help your business grow and stay afloat in these economic times, okay? In the time that we went into the pandemic, we all were home and a lot of the businesses that The big corporations and stuff were allowed to stay open while the small businesses um, had to close. And that really did a number on some of these small businesses, you know. And a lot of the big corporations were allowed to stay open so they thrived through the pandemic. Um, Businesses like Target, etc. So... In this time frame, um, also, we noticed that, you know, a lot of the businesses were allowing the employees to work remotely. And so, during that time, um, you know, some employees were uh, um, seeing that, you know, they had more of a free range uh, and they also, the ones that um, stayed with the companies, you know, demanded more of that free range for their schedule. And there were some that left and did gigs. And then there were some, you know, that um, started their own businesses. So these are the times that we are in. And those of us that are and were entrepreneurs want to sustain our position as entrepreneur want we want to um basically uh not give up on what we have going on because it is hard it is difficult and there is an inflation going on um you know so supply and demand is totally different from what we've experienced at any time, you know. And so now on the top of all of this, the businesses owners are faced with skyrocketing inflation, which hits them on two fronts. First, it causes the cost of everything to go up, eroding per- purchasing power and making consumers more cautious and second it reduces buying volume and frequency which slashes 
small business revenue. And the situation is especially troubling when you consider that roughly um, a certain amount of, you know, GDP is a consumer driven. And at the same time, we're faced with the supply chain crisis, which affects small businesses big businesses and consumers alike but in different ways and the problem for small business is that since big business byproducts supplies equipment and raw materials at much of a greater volume they get to cut to the front line front of the line and this often leaves small business owners without um what they need um to run their companies um, so what we are going to um, tap into today is how we can still survive during the post-pandemic economy. It is, impo- it is important to optimize your workforce. That means making sure you have the right people in the right roles in order to maximize productivity, efficiency, and employee satisfaction. The latter will also help soften or preempt the impact of the great resignation of your business. Happy, satisfied employees tend to stick around longer. And you should also leverage automation where it makes sense. This is a delicate balancing act. You should typically automate mindless tasks, but also never tasks that involve interaction with customers or potential customers. So, for example, you might set up an automation that generates a Dropbox folder as soon as you create a new customer in QuickBooks. But... You absolutely should not automate a DM that's sent to someone as soon as they follow you on social media. When you get this right, it allows your team to focus on the skilled tasks that only they can do while taking the mindless tasks off your plate. Now, this keeps them in their genius zone, which leads to a happier and more productive team. Also, what you would like to do is you want to build, nurture, and leverage the right relationships. So relationships can be one of the most important assets in business because they lead to ideas, opportunities, and partnerships. This is especially important during an uncertain economy and can mean the difference between going out of business, surfing, or thriving during these times. So this includes relationships with your team, customers, vendors, and supplier and industry contacts, and yes, your competitors. But these relationships are not going to materialize out of thin air. You'll need to invest time and energy into building and then nurturing them. Look for ways to consistently add value for these people and never treat the relationships in a transactional manner. Sometimes you'll give more than you get, and other times the roles will be reversed, and your benefits won't always be direct. You may help someone in your network in some way, and someone else may end up helping you in some way. So don't keep score, but do keep an eye on who is consistently contributing in some way and maintain your network accordingly. That includes the following. Your team, turn over and workforce 
shortages can devastate a business. So you need to invest the time to make sure your team members are not only fairly compensated, but also feel valued and appreciated. There's no shortcut here. You have to demonstrate a genuine interest in them beyond their role in your organization. You need to know about their hobbies, goals, and dreams. What causes are they passionate about? What gets them excited in life? When you know details like this, you can build far stronger relationships and a far stronger company. Without your team, you don't have a business. Also, with vendors and suppliers, building strong relationships with your vendors and suppliers is also essential because it ensures you'll have the inventory and equipment you need to keep your business running. It's especially important to broaden your pool far beyond what you currently need because you may need it to draw from when supplies dry up due to, say, supply chain issues, smaller companies can build their own list using Google and Spreadsheet. But larger companies may want to use a purpose-built platform with up-to-date data, especially when needing to filter vendors by various criteria. Also, customers and clients. When customers and clients know that you truly care about them, it creates a more loyal relationship that can better withstand the challenges and uncertain economic times. The specific approach will vary by industry. Your brand positioning and the type of size of client you serve, but the, the key is staying in touch with them and consistently providing value in a non-promotional way. That might mean occasionally sending them a truly useful and memorable gift. Actionable information, leads, or business, or something else that actually that's actually for them. Not just that thinly veils marketing. Remember, they are marketed to all day, every day. So your efforts here have to be both useful and authentic. Overall, economic conditions are vital, but we also have more tools at our disposal than ever to weather what's out of our control. So don't panic, adapt, survive, and thrive. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I do appreciate the new subscribers and also the new listeners on our podcast app. Thank you very, very much. Um, Your support is truly appreciated. And thank you for tuning in today. Have a blessed, blessed day. And we'll see you again, God willing, tomorrow. Bye-bye.